Good evening. Or should I say, Boa noite. Boa noite is good night, but they use it to greet as well as to say good night. So it's always funny for my friends that are learning English. They want to say good night to me when they see me, and I say, okay. <laughs> good night, and I got to leave. But uh, Boa noite, todo mundo, everyone. Uh, I have my first slide up here, just to explain this, and then I'll explain a little bit more. I have both the American flag and the Brazilian flag. I might be living and serving in Brazil, but I feel like I, I'm still American and I still want to be connected. My mission field is not just Brazil. My mission field is all of you uh, that I have contact with and can minister with for you and with you as we talk and as you share with me what's going on and I share with you and your encouragement to me. So I feel like my mission field is both. So I wanted to put both the American flag and the Brazilian flag up there. My name is Joy Baxter. I am serving in Cariri, Brazil. And um, I grew up here. I actually grew up in Tewksbury. I went to Fellowship uh, Bible Church and Fellowship Bible School until it changed to Fellowship Christian Academy. So I was over in North Andover and also here. So some of you are very familiar and we, you have known me since I was in diapers. Others of you are new and have come since I've been gone. Uh, I graduated from the school here in 99. Uh, after that, I went to Bob Jones University and I studied music education with a uh, emphasis in voice. It was funny, at the time of choosing my, my degree, I looked through the, um, uh, what called the bulletin or something, whatever, that has all the different degrees in it. And I, I love music, but I was told, well, make sure it's not just a hobby because then you're gonna hate all your music classes. Well, it's not just a hobby for me. And then also I knew I wanted to do missions. I'd had a mission mindset for many years. But when I looked at the mission coursework, it was so, uh, I just felt bored or something. And since then, they've revamped the whole program. I think they agreed with me, so it, it was fine. Um, but God, I think, used my music education training. I looked at that syllabus. It didn't have a language. Why did I go foreign? Didn't have a language, so I thought, oh, great. I don't want to learn a language. And uh, it had all the music courses. And I had, I was a Bachelor of Science, so I got to take my science courses. I've always enjoyed mathematics and sciences. So it fit right in, and I can see how God's used that, because I certainly would not have chosen Portuguese. Portuguese was not on my radar. Um, there are actually quite a few Portuguese-speaking people in Massachusetts. I didn't know that at the time. I probably would have chosen, chosen Spanish, which would have helped me, but possibly hurt me too, as it's quite similar. So I just have to trust that God knew what he was doing when he made me think, oh, for all those boring courses and choose music education. Um, continuing with my, with my little history of me, um, I've been living after college, after Bob Jones, I moved to Minnesota, and I lived there for just over seven years. Um, I've become very uh, involved in my church out there, and they are a very mission-minded church. It is through them that I came to even know about Brazil, as well as uh, visiting a missionary down there, and then um, came to uh, get to know a, a Brazilian family very well as they were serving in my church in Minnesota while the pastor, the Brazilian pastor, was getting his doctorate at a nearby seminary. And it's through them that they invited me to go back with them to the area of Cariri. That is why I'm in that area of Brazil serving with them, which has been a blessing to have a family that I can serve with. Um, let's see. My short-term mission. Um, why did I go and why did I choose to do a short-term mission? I've been there since July of 2011, and I just finished it this, this last month, December. And I had the plan of 18 months. 
And um, I spoke before I left here, and you, many of you supported me, and the church supported me, and that was a huge blessing, allowed me to be able to go and to serve. So I want to thank you for that, for your support. Uh, so others of you have, have read my newsletter and told me that you're reading and praying for me, uh, reading about what I'm doing and praying for me, and so thank you for that as well, and I encourage you to continue. It is a huge blessing to me to know that there are people that are thinking of me here and praying for me, it is only because of God that I'm there, and he calls us for us to pray to talk to him, and so I appreciate that you're doing that on my behalf. What I was doing this short term, I was trying to learn how to adapt to the culture, and I think I've done fairly well with that. I feel very comfortable there. Know where Walmart is. I can go grab my uh, groceries from the grocery store, and I know where the mall is. My church and where else? <laughs> I think I can get to a water park as well. So I'm all set. I don't need to know any place else. Um, I have learned Portuguese. I sang this morning in Portuguese. I still um, need help occasionally. Um, speaking one-on-one -on -one with people, I do very well. I understand everything that's going on. Sometimes it takes me a minute to respond, and inevitably I have mistakes. That conjugating of the verb is something we just don't do in English. There are a thousand and one ways to say the same word, depending on who you're talking to, and then obviously past, present, all the same things that we have that come so naturally me, to me here it takes a lot of effort in my brain to think through for there. But they usually understand me. And uh, I still get lost occasionally with uh, people speaking up at a pulpit for the services just because uh, tends to be so much information, sometimes terms you're just not familiar with in day-to-day -day life. But praise God, I'm, I'm, I feel comfortable. I don't feel like I'm left out of the conversation anymore. I wanted to work in the area of music, and I got to. I, I didn't have as many opportunities when I was living here and in Minnesota, so that was a huge blessing. Um, this also, this time in short term, I did teach some English. It's just a need there. Uh, English is a worldwide language. Um, they teach it in their schools, although minimally and usually with many errors. Um, some of the students that I know that are uh, actually one of the, the sons for the pastor I was working with, his name is Adriel. And Adriel, was finishing his high school there, and he had to take English. And I asked him, do you tell, did you tell your teacher that you speak fluent, flawless English? He said, no. And so he just sits back and listens to all the errors, gets hundreds in all the exams, of course, but uh, he, just, he just laughs at that. So it is a need there, and I've got an opportunity. And actually, in the future, I'll have more opportunities with that. And then my other goal through um, this short term was to decide if God was calling me to Brazil, was calling me to go back um, to make it a, a, a I guess we call full-time, long-term mission trip. And so uh, in this time, I do feel that God gave me that answer. I would like to go back to Brazil. And uh, what I will present to you today, hopefully will show you a little bit about what I have been doing, as well as what I think the, God's calling me to in the future. Um, I've been writing in my blog, although not very consistently. And I write in my newsletters just about every month. A couple times it was a two-month deal. But I try to be honest about what God is doing in my life, some of the struggles I've been through, some of the blessings that God has given to me. And I hope that in this short time that I have with you now, I can do the same, to bring you into my life there and to show you a little bit about what God is doing. Brazil. I really didn't know what Brazil was when I was a kid and growing up. I'm sure I shouldn't tell that. I think Mr. Glines was my geography teacher. I shouldn't tell that to him. But uh, it's in South America. It is not Mexico. We do not eat Mexican food. But we speak Portuguese, um, and it is the largest country in South America. 
Um, it is mostly inhabited, uh, populated near the big cities. I don't live near a big city. I live near a small city, but um, we do still call ourselves the interior. If I put it into the map of just Brazil, these are all of the states of Brazil broken into regions. There's a north that is green. The northeast is that orange color. Uh, central west, we just call it central Brazil, is in uh, the yellow. Southern, southeast, but they actually call it the south of Brazil, is in the blue. And then the true south is in that pink red color that we have there at the bottom. I am in northeast Brazil. I'm up in that orange. And if you see here, that is the area that I'm in. My state is called Ceará. And I live in the area of Cariri, but it actually is three cities together. Juazeiro do Norte, Juazeiro of the North, Crato, and Barbalia. I live in Crato, where it's the seminary that I work with, and I, my church is in Juazeiro. So it's very close. It's not a hard thing to go back and forth between the two. Um, an interesting fact that might be interesting to you, our roads are not the same as here. It's more the interior. So our biggest road is like Route 28, 28 here in Salem and Methuen. Um, and about the same speed limit, too. We can go about 35 miles an hour as our, as our highest speed. There, it's 60 kilometers per hour, so it seems faster. But when I got back here and looked at the speedometer, I'd figured it out in my head, but transitions. But I was like, yeah, we really just don't go fast. So it makes everything take longer to get to. <laughs> we don't have any highways like 93 or 495 or any of that in my area. But I am thankful for the roads that we do have. I am able to get around um, fairly as easily there. Let me talk a little bit about what I did this last year and a half. My ministries there were with the church, Igreja Batista Hagilacion, which is Zion Baptist Church. And this is a church that I minister with, with uh, the pastor and his family that I went to. And I just realized I did not put a picture of them up in this, this one. I have some pictures of them on the pictures that are on the table in the back. But the music team is my main ministry there. Um, it's a group, actually, it's a dwindling group. When I left, we had about four singers and uh, five instrumentalists. We do use guitar. Guitar is the main instrument in Brazil. Um, we also have a, someone who plays the keyboard and a couple other different types of guitars as well. Um, and then we have the singers. This is the group that I work with the most at Zion Baptist. This is a group that I'm trying to mentor and to train and to create leaders in. I would love for it to be a group that I can pass on and not, in a sense, not be a part of. That's my goal while I'm there is to train others to take my position. So I don't need to stay there. I can move on to someone else. Um, it's going to take longer than I thought. You know, I kind of had that, that, that dream that, oh, yes, in a year and a half, I can be, I could have trained someone in, and it works out great. Well, I knew with a language barrier, that would take some time, as well as the fact that it just takes time to create relationships, to create trust in someone. It took them a while to realize that I actually know what I'm talking about, and that I, I have different skills that I wasn't using. I'm also a woman. That's harder to, to be the leader, uh, in a church especially, but in Brazil as well. Uh, typically, roles in a church uh, around the world are run by men. And so I'm trying to work with um, a gentleman. Let's see, he should be in here. If you can see him, he's in the back with a blue shirt on, next to the right of the guy holding up the guitar. He's the leader of the instrumentalist. I'm the leader of the vocalist. Uh, he is the overall leader. He sends out texts to remind us we have practice, things like that. I would appreciate a prayer for him and for this group. He is not a traditional leader. He doesn't um, take 
uh, initiative in leading. Um, he certainly has his ideas, but he doesn't know, typically know how to put those into action. And he needs, he just needs a lot of work with me and the pastor and other people to come alongside him. I find that is a problem in Brazil. I think in America too. Leadership is something that needs to be taught. Very rarely do you find someone just does it correctly and knows what they're doing. Um, and so I think that is going to be a work in progress for us, a few more years to get to the point where we have a leader that understands why we choose the music we choose, how to present it, and how to really lead in worship, not just be uh, special music up front. Uh, another ministry I have at the seminary this time is Tributu. Uh, this is one of our more casual events, usually we wear black and white and uh, sing at churches. But I'm, I'm in charge of the small music team from the seminary. We do go out, we try to go out once a month, depends on what's going on in the area, um, to a conference or a church to present um, a few songs. Uh, we don't really present much about the seminary, but they know we're from the seminary. Typically, the churches we go to are led by pastors who have been at the seminary, so they can speak, but it is kind of an outreach, um, a ministry that we have uh, through the seminary. And it is my ministry as well. I, I feel like it is my desire to create relationships with these people. Um, they will be going out and starting churches of their own. They will be, um, some of them are pastors' wives, students' wives, as well as some of them are students. So they all have a desire to work with music. None of these people can read music. None of these people, uh, can just see a song and figure out what it is going on. Uh, my goal with them is to get them to at least read it so that they can tell that music goes up and down. Um, I would like to, the longer I work with them, if they continue with me, to get to that point where they can read that. Uh, but typically we have to go over it many times. It takes us a while to get through the songs. I think I'm learning that I have to break down and just record their parts for them, for them to listen to so they can learn. But that's the learning process that I'm doing. Have my ideal but then you have what works better to get through more music. Choir, this is also, um, we have different choirs, but the typical choir that we have is um, the choir at the seminary. Uh, I did work with a choir at my church for a while, but uh, that actually didn't go over huge. We'll try it again when I get back. Um, this was fun because I played the piano and occasionally I got to lead. Uh, I just worked with uh, another man, the music uh, director there. Didn't put a picture of me there. And he uh, and I worked together. He was leading, I was playing the piano, supporting role, and that was a lot of fun to get to work with music in that as well. Another ministry I got was my English class. Uh, I, this last semester I taught English. One of the missionaries that had been teaching English was on furlough. Actually, she's still in the States. And so I got to take over. I teach differently than she does. I tried a different method, talking with the other, uh, a couple of the former students as well as some of the professors at the seminary. I tried to do immersion, uh, more of uh, speaking to them in English, translating minimally, although these are first year students, so I had to translate a lot. Um, the reason why they're learning English is uh, many uh, theological books, many commentaries are only in English. They, they have very few in Portuguese, so their, their ability to really study out and get opinions of other pastors and theologians is limited if they only know Portuguese. Of course, they have the Bible in Portuguese and they can certainly study it that way, but it's just a tool that works for them. Actually, two of their books that teach them Greek are in English. And so uh, they teach them English so that they can read their Greek books <laughs> and learn it that way. Uh, 
And so that is my goal is to get so they can read. But we have learned that just learning how to read a language is actually a form of, of um, brain damage. It takes about three years of immersion to really get past the point of just being able to read it and be able to listen to it and speak it. So I'm trying to avoid that by giving them the full language at the beginning. So it was a learning process for them, but uh, those that responded to me really enjoyed it. And I hope I get the chance to continue teaching them. Um, evangelism, this is one of the big uh, things we do there. There's, it's a Catholic nation. And as, Catholic, as good Catholics, they take their pilgrimages. Um, it is slightly different Catholic church than we have here in the States. They are much more devout in that sense of going on pilgrimages. And uh, they actually put in some, I believe, of a spiritism side to it in different areas of Brazil. Uh, in my area, we have, I sold, showed the last time, we have a large statue of uh, a father called Padre Cicero. He was at one point excommunicated from the church, but they brought him back in because he had such a big following and it was hurting the Roman Catholic Church. So this is a, every year um, they visit his tomb, they visit his, his um, statue and bring their requests to him. Some of them follow his pilgrimage on their knees, uh, but thousands, I think hundreds, 100,000 or more people come every year, two times a year, Easter and um, in the end of October, it's usually October 31st, November 1st. It's not actually for Halloween, but it's at that same time. Um, it's a holy week that we have then. I believe it was his birthday is why they come. Um, and they come, and it's sad to see all these people, but we use it as an evangelism time. Uh, these are the three things that, Jesus, that God cannot do. The answers, I didn't bring the pictures of the answers, but um, God cannot change. Um, he cannot uh, go against himself and he cannot sin. And these are things that bring people in. You hear, what, God can't do something? Your first instinct is, of course, he can do everything. So we use this opportunity to, to show them this and then talk to them after. We've had many decisions from this. Another thing we do, uh, one of the seminary students there uh, is a doctor. And so he does people's blood pressure. We give out water. He'll even uh, write prescriptions if it's something sim simple that he can do for them. Just another way to minister to the people as they walk by. Another thing here is, uh, um, I don't, it's not chalk, but it's with paint. You put up a, a, just a bunch of zig zigzags and dots, and then you use it to uh, fill it in as you tell the story. And this one is telling about Jesus. You talk about sin. Bacado is the word in the middle there. Uh, you need to trust in him. God is at the top. He was buried, uh, and he rose again. And that's where you bring the crosses out there, the Calvary. It's a nice little story. It gets people to come in. We play a game with them first, actually. The page before it is a little game. So I've done those ministries, handed out tracts as well. One of my big ministries this year um, was called the Week of Sacred Music, or Samanaji Musica Sacra. And this is a week-long conference, really. Um, we all meet at the seminary. We had 120 people this year. Last year we had uh, just under 100. I want to say more like 80 or 90. Uh, and they pile into rooms, uh, rooms that typically hold two people during the school year, hold five or more um, during this event. Families come as well. This is me working with the, the altos, actually. I had the privilege of being part um, leading the practices for the, the choir that sang selections from Messiah. So we had a, a translation of Messiah. We did, I want to say, 13 songs, five of them choir songs. 
Uh, I sang a solo, two solos actually, and I, had, I worked with the other soloists. It was a wonderful week, exhausted by the end because we go from 6.30 in the morning to about 10 o'clock at night. Um, like I said, I was in charge of the choir. We practiced for five and a half hours uh, for the choir uh, every day. And uh, we did three presentations at the end. Uh, I think my next picture here is one of the presentations. It was instrumental as well, well as choir. We had two choirs this year because we wanted to do the harder material of the Messiah. So we had a, a basic choir uh, with songs typical for, uh, to be used in their churches. A lot of them do go home and teach it to their choirs. It was just basically a two-part choir. And then we had my part, which was four parts. You've heard the Messiah, a little more challenging. Um, we recorded the music. They all got to listen to it uh, many times before they sang it. But I still, that was a wonderful opportunity to do that. Hope to be involved with it uh, many more years. Uh, let's see. My praises from this year. Safety. Um, I never got into a car accident and they drive crazy. Uh, I, I never was mugged or had anything with that. Unfortunately, I did probably have a couple things stolen, but I didn't know until later. So it didn't bother me at the time. Um, uh, I got the, the opportunity to serve God full time. That's really why I feel like I went to Brazil and why God called me there. If you've had the desire to serve God full time and you've tried to do that here, there's many opportunities in the church, especially if you want to be a pastor. That is a full-time service here. Uh, typically, for women, you need to find a very large church. You might have a children's ministry or some other ministry to, to be involved in. I've never been a big church-type girl. Um, I've served as much as I've been able to, but when I lived here in the States, I had to work full-time to support myself as well as serving. It worked out great. I loved my jobs. But this has just been the neatest opportunity that I can serve full-time. I mean, some things are work still. I still teach and do other things. but. Being on campus and being around, people can just say, joy, and I fall, come out and work with them on a song or work with them on something they need. The other missionaries there and I work together. It's been just a huge blessing, and because of you, I've been able to do that, and so that is a huge praise for me. I was able to adjust to life in Brazil. Uh, I take naps in the afternoon, love it. Um, let's see, uh, the weather here is so cold for me. Thank you for the warm-up that we have right now. Uh, I've adjusted to the 90, 100-degree weather that we have uh, for about half the year there. Um, I can sleep in a hammock. Uh, what else can I do? I can eat beans and rice every day. <laughs> uh, they, they find that so interesting that I, that I eat different foods every day here. We I mix it up. I like leftovers, but just for like one day. I've been able to learn Portuguese, as I mentioned. I understand quite a bit of it. And I've gotten to meet so many more of God's children. There are people all over the world that love God, and you have that common, common thread. And if I hadn't gone there, I wouldn't have met them. So I'm so thankful that I've gotten to meet some wonderful people there. And I've gotten to use my music training, like I mentioned before. Um, some of my ministries that I've enjoyed, discipleship and relationships. I wanted to put up this picture of this couple. They go to my church. Uh, they are newer Christians. Um, they work with me in the music ministry. And um, Sarita and George, uh, Georgie and Sarita. But George and Sarita are um, been married for about a year. So they're in that new stage of marriage. Uh, I don't know how to minister to them with that, but um, we are um, fellow believers in Christ and both trying to work with music. She has asked me numerous times to give her private voice lessons. She wants to increase in that. So that might be an opportunity at some point. But I just feel like I really, have a chance because we become friends to really minister life on life with her. 
And I'm looking forward to coming back. Um, uh, a, a familiar term in Portuguese is saudades. Saudades is homesick, or I miss you strongly. You leave a hole in my life by not being here. And this is one of the, of the, the friends that I have there that says the same thing for me. We aren't close and then we speak all the time, but she does take the time to speak to me in Portuguese. She doesn't know any English. And uh, I look forward to more ministering, ministering more with them and also hopefully to them. Same thing, this is some of our music team. Uh, I really have more of a chance with them because I'm in church with them. Um, friends, uh, this is more some of the music team, some of the friends that I've gotten to work with. The, the guy on the left um, was one of my soloists for Messiah, as well as a good friend. He speaks English, which is a huge blessing to me, was one of my first friends there. Um, and we've gone on to minister together, as well as uh, just life on life with each other. Present. I'm engaged. This was the big announcement that I think everyone was, was trying not to do. Thank you. This was not my plan. This was not one of the plans of a short-term mission trip. Um, I actually think I had a wall up against it. God brought him in, snuck him in. He's actually, we have a long-distance relationship even there. Um, his name is Raimundo Rodriguez da Silva Neto. Neto for short. The last name there is basically um, like Junior. And so he goes by Neto. Um, and there we are. This is on the day we got engaged. We're holding our uh, right hand up because in Brazil, when you get engaged, both of us put our rings on our right hand. And when we get married, we transfer it to our left. So he has a ring, same as mine. And so if you see me, I say I'm engaged. I really am. It's just on this hand. Um, he is in music ministry as well. He has uh, completed two and a half years of the seminary, and then he took a break going to pursue his music degree. Um, he now feels that maybe going back to seminary is the course for us, and so he will be returning um, in February, actually, is when the next semester starts, this next year starts. Um, he, like I said, he is a musician as well. He plays a guitar, he's trying to learn the violin, the keyboard, the, he plays the recorder, he wants to learn the flute, he plays the saxophone a little bit. He's actually more of a musician than me. And he also um, is a singer. This is his quartet that he started. At, during the Semana Musica, um, during the week of music, he um, got together with these three other men to start a barbershop style quartet. Um, they recently sang in my church and a couple other churches in the area that I'm in uh, as a ministry. And now they actually, tonight, they're uh, ministering in a different city, uh, about 12 hours by bus from my city. Um, the man on the left, man left, I can look it on here, is from that city, João Pessoa. And so that's where he is tonight. We thought about trying to do a Skype thing and scare him into meeting you all. but. Uh, Fortunately for him, I think, <laughs> he's uh, unavailable. But he is ministering as well. So my future is going to be with him. Not, I'm hoping to get married in July. Um, that's the plan. But as far as visas and all those things go, uh, could be delayed. Um, but God just opened up this road with him. Um, we have many things in common, including wanting to serve God with music in Brazilian churches. And so I'm excited about what that will be like. Let me talk a little more about my future plans. My timeline. Right now, raising support. I'm home um, trying to figure out quite a few things in a short amount of time. I have been asked to come back to Brazil uh, in February 
to continue my work at the seminary and at the church because I've been there for a year and a half. It's kind of the initial time. Ball is rolling. They don't want my ball dropping and having to start over again. So my desire is to go back in February. Uh, I can't go back if I don't have money to stay there. So I've been working on finding a mission agency, mission board to send me, and I have that later that I'll talk about. Um, and I've gone through many things, and I finally have a lot of those things settled. But for now, up until February 6th, is my time for raising support. The next six to nine months, as I said, I want to get married. But in the next six to nine months, I'll still be serving, hopefully, if God allows it, I'll be going back February 6th and continuing to serve for the next um, six, nine months, whatever God allows, um, in similar fashion, progressing on the things that God has allowed um, these last 18 months, uh, but still working at the seminary, still working at my church there. I would hope to get married. And then up until 2014, when Natsu will be graduating from the seminary, our plan is for me to continue serving there in my church and at the seminary. Fortunately, I'll be serving with him. He will uh, be up at the seminary and working at the same church as me there, um, as well as um, at the seminary. I don't see my ministry um, suffering at all by connecting with Natsu. Natu is um, a wise man, loves God, um, has the ability to preach. He doesn't actually want to be a pastor, but is getting his theology degree because he wants to be a music pastor. As I mentioned before, leadership is a struggle, especially for me with trying to work with someone else. Um, I think I can work well with Natu. Um, we're hoping for a partnership, obviously, in marriage as well as a partnership in ministry. Um, he, has, he and I have a lot of the same ideas about how to minister with music in the churches and uh, in talking with hockey, which is the pastor that I'm with there. He's excited about the possibility of Natu being at his church and us working together to teach and to progress this ministry. And so I'm excited about that as well. And uh, Lord willing, that will happen. Um, and then after 2014, um, we could stay at the seminary. I believe doors will open there. We also could go to a different part of Brazil. Like as I mentioned, he is from uh, a different city in Brazil and they really need, they need music, musicians. They need someone who has a desire for music. Now, um, I've been asked, if, well, I don't know if I've been asked recently, but I've thought this through. Music is nice. Music is pretty. It benefits us. Well, I've come to really see that music is not just nice and pretty. It is a mandate through scripture as worship to God. They use, well, they use music, whether it's mandated or not, we are mandated to worship God. We're mandated to praise him and to serve him in song. It says it many times to, um, to use our music and sing it back to him and all those things. Verses are not coming to mind right now. But it says to worship in, in music and in song and in praises and in hymns. And we're going to do that. They're going to do that in Brazil if I'm there or not. But if I feel if I can go and to um, uh, instruct in some area that helps them have more, uh, less, um, have more courage in it. As pastors, they go out, start a church. Typically, they do everything. They lead the music. They lead the Sunday school. They lead, if there's a need for a children's ministry, they're doing that during the week. And so they just need that, that boost of confidence. They need a little bit of training in that, and that's what I'm doing at the seminary. And then my, also my goal is to be training people in the churches and then going out from there. I think with Natsu and my future, we could um, 
be teaching four area things. The seminary is doing some changes. The music pastor there right now is only there for this next year. He would like to get his master's in, in music, and unfortunately there is no programs in my area. He needs to travel to another city, which does not leave him time to be teaching at the seminary. I am not qualified to teach all the things that he does, or I don't feel like I am. They certainly need a man doing that as well. I don't know if God will open it up for Netsu to do that, but I would ask you to pray with me that God would send someone, Brazilian or American, to fill that role. I like my role as supportive and as teaching individual things, but I'm uh, certainly not the one to take over the music uh, department at the seminary. Um, let's see. I'm running out of time, so let's go try to go a little faster. Future ministries, similar, music team, establishing leadership, training in good music practices, evangelism, and children's ministry as well. As my language increases, I feel like I can do more of the teaching and ministering to children as well. At the seminary, music classes, two of them that they need right now are conducting and vocal techniques. If I return in February, I'll be teaching those. Um, English as well, and an interesting opportunity that I have with needing my own visa to be in Brazil, I had to go to federal police to talk to them about it. And God opened up a new opportunity. When I return, I'll be teaching English to the federal police. And so that will be um, possibly a group of 10 to 15 people, I believe, adults, professionals, that uh, see the need for English as well. And I think that'll be a really neat opportunity to minister, create relationships, and also do something that I know fairly well, English, although I would say that I'm learning much with that, with teaching it as well. Tributu is at the seminary as well, as well as uh, working with the choir. Ah, not fast enough. Why am I doing missions? I love God. I love people. I want to serve him. I want to serve, I, I want others to serve him, and I want to serve others. I showed you the flag at the beginning. I don't feel like my ministry is just in Brazil. I've had many opportunities to share my heart with the people who read my blog, people who write to me on emails, and I've had people say that somehow I'm a blessing. I know it's not me, I know it's God. But I don't want to just go to Brazil, and I, this is now an opportunity for me. I can get married, I can go to Brazil, and I can stay there as a Brazilian. Um, we can try to get regular jobs. That will be an opportunity for me once I'm married to a Brazilian, um, and support ourselves there. Uh, we won't be able to minister as much because we'll be working. Um, we won't be uh, able, probably he would, it'd be hard for him to find a music pastor's position, but that is an option for us. I praise God that's an option because I think that maybe I might need to supplement or just being able to work is obviously a good opportunity, different ministry opportunity there. But I think I would be missing out on ministering to Americans. I like the fact that I'm not only ministering to Brazil, but I feel like I'm ministering to you, I'm ministering to my church in Minnesota, I'm ministering to the individuals who are supporting me. I have unsaved friends that I've worked for um, that read my blog, and I have unsaved family that read my blog and read my, my newsletters. And I'm not saying that would end, but being supported, being sent through churches connects us more than if I just was sending you an email. And that's why I would encourage you, yes, I do need to raise support. I am here because I need money. But that's not why I'm only saying this. But I've come to realize in my own thought, and I would like you to think about it too, is that when we are supporting someone with money, whether it's $5 a month or whether it's 100 we are more invested in their life. I would like for you to be invested in my life and my ministry in Brazil because it's your ministry as well. 
not just because I need money and I want to buy things, but because I feel that, at least in my life, the people I'm invested in are the people I read about. My friends, I read their blogs. I have supported many missionaries through my church that I know nothing about. And I don't want to be that missionary for you. I don't want to be the person you, that I'm just a face on the board out there. I would like to be involved in your life in as much as you let me. I'd like to be involved, have you involved in my ministry. You can support me by money, by prayer, by talking to me, as well as by, as by influencing my ministry there. I think we have that neat opportunity with missions. And I don't want to sacrifice that opportunity to be connected, as I will have these questions because I'm marrying a Brazilian, to sacrifice that, that opportunity that I have with being connected with people here and hopefully ministering to you and not just ministering to Brazilians. Uh, I do feel that I'm unqualified to minister to anyone. It is only through God. And so I praise God that he's given me this opportunity and given me this burden on my heart. Some verses that uh, just continually guide me are Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Oh, I need to know what's going on in my future, if you ask me. But I need to have patience. And I need to trust that God is holding me in his hands. And every time I take myself out of those hands, it's much worse than when I'm in them. I can't tell you that this year and a half has been smooth sailing. I cry a lot. But God is still good. And I'm excited about the story that he's writing for my life. And I feel like you guys should all be able to come up here and share the story that God is writing for your life. If you don't feel like you're in missions, you're wrong. You are each have a mission field. You each have a story that God is writing in your life. And if you don't feel like you could come up at any moment and tell things that God is doing in your life, pray about it. Ask God to do that for you. Because that is the biggest blessing that I've gotten out of this ministry. The biggest thing that I can see is I know for certain I am when I die, I'm going to heaven. God is in control of my life. I might fight him, and I might do things that I shouldn't do, and all those other things that come with being a sinner. But there is no question in my life that I am a sinner saved by grace, and that one day I will be in heaven with him, and I can praise him for that. And for that, I want to get married, I want to have kids, I want to do all those things. But if he comes back tonight, I am praising him, because I am a Christian and going to heaven, and I want to minister to others so they can have that same security, that same knowledge that God is, is in control. And this is my verse that I'm now thinking of for the future in my ministry in Brazil. Matthew 5:16 says, in the same way, so obviously this is in context, you'd have to read the whole thing, but let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. I'm just doing good works. I'm not doing anything special. I'm not the super Christian that's out there just sweating. Well, it is hot there, I do sweat. But sweating and in pain and everything. My life is good there. I like Brazilian food, praise the Lord. And I like the people that I'm ministering with. There are hard times. I miss my friends, my family. I miss being a part of the things here. But God is good. But I'm just doing good works just so that people can see Christ in me. And so that's what I encourage you to do the same, is to let Christ be seen in you. And I do ask that you, if, if I can be that one for you to connect you to missions, to support me. Sign up in the back. I put my um, uh, list there. Put your name and email. I send out newsletters, like I said, once a month. Um, and if you feel like it would ground you to me, connect you to me more, to be part of my ministry with money, and if God has provided for you in a way that allows you to support me with money, by all means do that. 
If it's by prayer and by, and by just being connected to my ministry, by all means do that. Come visit me. I would love that. It is not the most pleasant of a ride to get there, but it is just a plane ride. It's about three or four. But you can get there. It's, it's much, much faster than going by boat or swimming. Uh, my prayer request, know God's will for each day. Each day. I'm not always just looking for the future. I need to make plans. But I want to know what, how I should serve him each day. To raise sufficient support. For my wedding plans, for the, his visa, I need to still figure that out. Thinking fiancé might have some other opportunities. Um, Zion Baptist Church. It is a growing church. God is good. He is bringing people in. We, I, I didn't put the pictures up, but we just had at uh, Christmas, New Year's service, they had six people baptized. And those are people who have come in from evangelism, as well as a couple that were in the church, um, families in the church. But, but God is doing good things there. I don't know what the numbers are here for baptism. I don't know how God is working necessarily in this church. But I know that in my other church and in the church that I've been in, it's a rare thing now. It's hard to minister and bring people in and have them stay. Same way in Brazil, but God is working. God is doing good things. I'm excited to be part of that church. Um, keep praying for the seminary as well. My ministry is there. For safety and health, it, uh, I did have an, uh, about two weeks that I couldn't walk. Uh, about two months ago, got a rash. My body, something was going on my ankles. I got, they were swollen. I actually went to the doctor's had blood work, trying to see if something's still in me. The doctors there couldn't figure it out either. It mostly went away. I'm fine, but you know, it's one of those things. So I would say I was healthy and I feel like I was, but there are something, something's going on. But safety as well, God has been good in keeping me safe. And just for Christ to be exalted and his kingdom grown. My new partnership, I mentioned this. Uh, I've just been talking with, uh, through a connection that uh, Karpaket got for me, um, I've been talking to this mission board, uh, Brazil Gospel Fellowship Mission. They are a small mission board. Uh, they have about 20 missionaries all in Brazil. Uh, but they are, they are working on really branching out, getting interior. So they're, they're really revamping their program, really trying to expand it. And they're actually just starting to support a national pastor. Um, you might think that's good, might think it's bad for me, I think it's wonderful. Um, but national pastors need our help. Unfortunately, it might work against them because the nationals there will say, oh, you're supported by America, we don't need to give money. But God is a God of all of us and he can work in their hearts as well. Um, but it should give opportunity. They are going to send me for my short term of the next six to nine months and then we're gonna work towards um, Netu and I applying to continue our ministry with them as a couple. Um, their, their website is bgfmission.com, or you could put in Baptist Gospel Fellowship Mission if you want to look them up. I put my cards out on the back. On the back, I did put their, their um, website as well, but it's an exciting ministry there. Please pray for me. This is my, my information. Don't need to jot it down because it's all there on the card in the back. I have it just a little business card. Someday I'll get the real prayer cards that are big, but until I feel settled, I'm just doing the little ones. Uh, but please, please pray for me as I pray for you. Uh, I am, as Pastor Dan mentioned, I'm a homegrown missionary. It's because of the mission conferences and meeting missionaries here that I got a love for missions and knew it was an option. And then it was it's fostered through the teaching of, of the Bible here as well as in my other churches. And God has just moved my story of my life through places that are focused on missions. And so I pray that we can partner together um, in missions as we go forward, and uh, that you'll pray with me as I uh, continue to minister in Brazil. 
I took way more than my time. So I will pass it on to Mr. Paquette now and go from there. Now you come to the podcast.